You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Half hour. Hello and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Richie Grass, Artistic Director. And I'm Jeff Malone, Executive Director. We are here to bring you a casual conversation on the shows, films, concerts, and music events that we see and observe throughout our careers. This conversation will feature spoilers, so please make sure you see or listen to the piece we are discussing before continuing on with listening to this episode. You have been warned. (laughs) Our ninth episode today, Jeff, our ninth episode brings us to a discussion on Rodgers and Hammerstein's 1997 TV special Cinderella, now on Disney+. Plus. What a great year. What 1997. <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> um, and I just want to give a little bit of a, you know, I, you know, I always like to start these a little bit of context and history here. So... Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. We know Cinderella is this fairy tale that is adapted so many times in so many ways. Musicals, plays, opera, um, books, television, uh, cartoon. There's so Mm -hmm. many different adaptions of this very, very popular fairy tale. This version we're talking about today is the 1997 Disney production of of the Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella musical because even in the musical theater space there are different versions right mm-hmm. so we're talking about Rodgers and Hammerstein the golden age musical theater duo wrote the music to this um and believe it or not this is the third television adaption of this i'm not sure if a lot of people know that this is the third time this um, story is being told. The Roger and Hammerstein story is oh. being told. So in 1957, they wrote this for Julie Andrews for the television um, production of it then. And Julie Andrews played Cinderella in 1957. Mm. Years later, in 1965, Leslie Ann Warren then goes on to play Cinderella. And it airs often. So making musicals for TV in the 50s and 60s, really big deal. And I want to talk a little bit about that later, about musicals in the TV space. We know what musicals are like on the stage. We obviously know musical films. Mm -hmm. But musicals for TV, that was a really big deal at the height of television in the 50s and 60s, right? So we'll talk about that. But this 1997 production, third television adaption, we have amazing performances here. We have Whitney Houston, of course, as the fairy godmother, who also produced this. And I think that's really wonderful and really impressive. Yeah. Brandy as Cinderella, Jason Alexander, Whoopi Goldberg, Bernadette Peters, Vian Cox, Natalie Dizel, Victor Garber, and Paolo Montalban. So, oh, amazing cast of super talented people. And a couple other fun things about this. This is a $12 million budget, which was a huge budget for a, t- a straight-to-TV movie <laughs> musical of its time. Um, you want to well, know. Well, no, I thought that – well, I, 
you have to realize for the time. I mean, we have, I, I, we were when we were watching it halfway through, we were like, oh, well, you can kind of tell this is on like a set, you know, yeah. like it's definitely mm-hmm. like that fairy tale set. But um, lots of people involved, big mm-hmm. production element. It's definitely not like on location filming. <laughs> I don't think in like castles and like no. courtyards and stuff. But big budget for the time. And also, I was reading about this too when. It was only about a hundred and something days after this aired on television that it was instant to VHS, which is for a film really quick in a hundred days to get mass VHS yeah, produced. Yeah, it used to take a long time. And and they talk about how there was an extreme demand for this to go to VHS. I mean, I had a VHS. I'm I sure had it on VHS. everyone. Oh, yeah. I can name. If you're someone who was a child in the '90s and remember this, you probably then soon after got the VHS of this because mm-hmm. it was such a big deal. It was so wonderful and. This went right to VHS, and it, it aired often, but everybody got a copy of it. It was like, we didn't have, obviously, internet and streaming and things like, you know, now we do now. Right. So it was like, to instantly go get this demand of put this to VHS, really, really big deal. And the ratings were really high. Everyone tuned into this. It was a, just reading about it, you know, obviously we lived through it, but we were children. So to read <laughs> about it now as an adult, as adults, um, is really impressive. So, uh, and then I want to talk a little bit at the end also about why now? Why is there right. this buzz about this now? This has come front front burner here of the of the news of, of there was a, a small movement right of some kind I think to bring this. Yeah, like, I don't know why I, is it not on Disney. Why Plus? is this not on Disney Plus? Where is this adaption? Adaptation? Adaption? I know. I know. <laughs> so. Um, I think that it was really, really impressive um, to see Disney do this and to see all the the buzz about about it. So first of all, let's just talk about this. Talk about this as a musical because we've also seen the Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella on Broadway as well. Which oh, one more fun fact: the first time it was on Broadway was 2013 right. in that production. It had never been on Broadway before. So so many Rodgers and Hammerstein shows are on Broadway and then movie, you know, not everyone, but a lot of them, Mm -hmm. this was for TV. And I always thought like, this is really good music. It's really good storytelling. Why have we not seen this as a stage adaption yet? Um, Especially with the success of the 1997 film. So I was glad they brought it to Broadway in 2013. So now it's kind of covered everything. It's had three adaptions, tons of high schools and colleges do it all over the country and the world. And it's been on Broadway. So anyway, Tell me what you think about this version, this 1997 version that we just watched on Disney+. Plus. What are your just off-the-top-of-your-head thoughts here? Uh, I would say that this version was very impactful. And that's why I think, you know, leading to that question that you're saying, like, what's the demand for it now? I think that's why, like, everyone saw this. And, I, I, and it got a lot of buzz, probably for many different reasons, but... I I looked at it as like I'm starting to get in this pop culture world at the same time in 1997 with like the rise of pop music and boy bands, girl bands, pop stars and I already was like knowing who Brandy was. So for me it was impactful to see someone out of the pop world go and play this role as Cinderella and I only knew Cinderella from the Disney cartoon. I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't even think to this day that I've seen the Julie Andrews. Oh, yeah. And the, yeah, they're who, very who was the other? Leslie M. Warren. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a very big, big deal in the 60s. I sure. don't think I've seen okay. that. Okay, okay. Well, that'll be on our <laughs> list then because they're wonderful. I really don't. I mean, I... But just so you know, those are also very, like... We're on a set. You know, yeah. it's always like, we look like we're on. That's why I couldn't believe why this was never on Broadway. I'm like, it's on a set. Why is this not? You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't. So... 
Anyway, but yes, but that's that was something, and and then seeing Whoopi Goldberg mm-hmm. and Victor Garber and like these people, I'm like, oh wow, this is really cool. I didn't really know who Bernadette Peters was at the time, but um, I was like seeing these people play these roles. I think it was the first time I really was like, oh, so this is what a star does. They they're in movies. I mean, this was 1997. I was like six or seven years old at the time. Mm -hmm. So crazy. But, Mm -hmm. and now I don't think I saw this film since it was like Mm -hmm. on the wonderful world of Disney or on ABC. And I'm sure they played it on Disney channel too. But other than that, when was the last time you saw this? Right. Oh, many years ago. Exactly. And, like, and looking at it as an adult now, um, real, really eye-opening. And seeing, and I, I like to see how much that musical has changed because in the 2013 version, the book was changed slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, we've seen such progress in a lot of things. With right. television movies, with the way movies and TV movies are made and produced. Um yeah. And where that's gone. So one other interesting thing I, I realized was in 1993, a few years prior to this, the Gypsy movie musical uh, um, version came out with Bette Midler, okay. um, which was a really big deal to bring the made-for-TV j- movies back, mm-hmm. um, uh, musical movies. And that really sparked the interest of a lot of these producers and got Whitney Houston and a lot of people excited to say, we can do this with yeah. another musical. So that was great. And then what I also really really appreciate here is there's this wonderful colorblind casting here. Right. There's a group of people of different talents from different worlds, pop, Broadway, and everything in between, and all different ages, playing all different characters here. Mm-hmm. You have evil characters, you have good characters, you have maternal, paternal characters, you have young ingenue, you have comic relief, you have serious, and they're all played Based on who can play that character the best, right. not wait a second. Well, because you know this, this is we've never seen the diversity of this show like this, but we've also never seen diversity, true, wonderful colorblind casting like this before in a made-for-TV movie musical moment mm-hmm. like this. So, and 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 in a lot of my research, I realized. I'm reading and I'm reading and there and it, it says mixed reviews and it, and it, and it had wonderful reviews and then mixed reviews and everyone had something to say about it. I'm reading these articles and like I said, I'm reading back on it now as an adult because I was a child then. But yeah. you're reading what people thought and you're reading what people thought and it's like how far we've come even since then in terms of people are not even sometimes always talking about oh well that song was sung, song that song was sung nice or oh that was nice. it was like well why is this character like this and why is this <laughs> character? all these questions that people are asking I'm like what are you not just talking why can't we talk about the actual performance the actual right. piece right um so bringing it back to the actual piece I mean I love the music in this I think all of it's written so well there's some nice comedic relief. There's some really, really cool choreography here. Yeah, I think there's so so many great points in this film. Obviously, it's 1997. So at the time, the production value was probably really great. We mm. didn't we didn't really know like computer graphic technology and stuff. Like you can tell now. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely it's, it kind of right. makes it campy in a way, <laughs> seeing this where like Whitney's as the fairy godmother is like flying next to the pumpkin and it's like okay it's she looks graphics. like a, she looks like a ghost yeah so. well it's different because we had computer technology of right. today would have been done so differently right. right so that's and 
actually, I find it a little odd that they had no way of enhancing this. It did, it went right to it, it as, and yeah, bringing on the streaming. it to the 2021 version of it. Like, I'm pretty sure we can enhance it. Yeah. So I felt like I was literally on my flat screen TV now. I thought that there was a tube, <laughs> the tube TV, TV. <laughs> sitting on my yeah. um, table where the TV is. So I'm like, mm-hmm. and, and just watching how the the camera pans mm. and you're like whoa yeah. I, I see the box sitting there yeah, yeah. I, I guess that was one maybe it was because of the demand they rushed it and they were like let's get it on the stream just put it up there just put it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean you, but you know what's interesting is we're seeing that all, I don't know about you but like the last two weeks all I'm seeing is like let's interview Brandy let's get yeah. the cast together and of course we're still in these quarantine times so there's a lot of time to to devote to this and I, I would hope that even if we weren't in quarantine times we'd still have time to devote to this but it's really nice that like this cast is coming back and talking about it and yeah. you're seeing people it's just buzzing i'm seeing it all over social media children of today whose parents maybe were kids at the time like oh my gosh i gotta show this to my kids this weekend like i used to love this uh, this 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 take on it you know and i wonder too like bringing this back I wonder if something like a show like Bridgerton has to do with it. Like, Mm. people are watching Bridgerton, and obviously, period. Mm. And there's a lot of Cinderella representation in Bridgerton, especially with the mom and the two daughters who she wants them to be with the prince so badly, or or any um, royalty that they could possibly get with. And you and I always were like, this this has a lot of Cinderella vibes. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So... I wonder if people were watching that and they they reminded them like, oh, what about the 1997 Cinderella, you know, with the the amazing Whitney? We we had moments that I'm like, oh, I miss her. I miss the voice. And she's belting and she's singing. And you know what's also nice? If you really listen, some of these songs, there's some change in some of the songs in terms of the... um, the orchestration, mm-hmm. there's some change in the tempo. It was freshened up. I really almost felt like Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein were wrote this a few in the 90s at the time and wrote it. And it was there's a fresh feel to it. And I felt that when I saw it in 2013 on Broadway, too, I felt this fresh sense of, oh, it's just glorious. And it's that fairy tale feel where things aren't slow and oh, and it just moves and, it, yeah. and the waltzing and the dancing and, the, and and this wonderful comedic relief. All, all in all, it's a really, really well put together show. Um, That's a perfect line. Yeah, it ran nice. It was um, an no, hour and a half. There's I no think. filler, really. No, in. you're moving the plot along, and 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 it's nice. And um, you know, I think that it was extended, obviously, for the Broadway stage to a full length musical mm-hmm. because you have time to do that when you have it made for TV like this. But yeah, well, it's what, for me, I didn't see the original production of the revival of not revival because it wasn't a it revival. Wasn't a revival. <laughs> you would think it was yeah, a revival. Yeah, I yeah. didn't see the original production of mm. with Laura Osnes. Mm-hmm. I saw it with Kiki Palmer. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, so right, right, it, was, right. it was actually really interesting for me to watch that because I was like, Oh, this is great. Like Brandy and Kiki Palmer, they have a lot of similarities, even in the way that they sing. Mm-hmm. And I, when I saw that, I immediately went back to this version. Because they they did a lot of colorblind casting in the yes in the Broadway production in the Broadway production yes yes so it was it was great to see that and we yeah. know like I forget who who was my fairy godmother or stepmother 
I don't, you know, there were so many people in and out. I actually saw it three times. <laughs> I saw it with your Didn't I see it when so, Fran Drescher was in? Oh, you might have. Yes, <laughs> I believe when she was in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a show that can put a lot of different talented people in mm-hmm. different roles. Right. Um, something else I was reading interesting, I, I, you know, I'm thinking as I'm sitting here and I'm saying, oh, we've come so far, you know, with, with this being such a groundbreaking piece in 1997, we've come so far. But then I have to remind myself that what we've been talking about the last few years is Disney is making a new live action version of Little Mermaid. Yeah. And it's been announced that, and I hope I'm saying her name right, Hallie Bailey is being cast an African-American woman singer as Ariel. Mm-hmm. And what have we heard in social media and media. Oh, this is different than the cartoon. Oh, they're changing. They're casting an African-American girl in this role. Oh, and they even read, they asked, they interviewed Brandy. How do you feel about this being? And I'm like, we're not looking forward here. We're not, right. we're, 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 we're making it about, do, does anybody know how Halle Bailey sings? Does anyone know? Can we talk about how she acts? How was her screen test? Oh, yeah. It's can Chloe, we talk about that? Chloe and Hallie. <coughs> yeah. Well, right. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, why are we not talking about the performance, the talent, the person? And we're immediately going back to, well, let's talk to Brandy from 1997. How did she feel then? Okay, that was a long time ago. We've made progress. Disney is always doing these things, really progressing and progressing. Yeah. Um, so I, I I hope that we are going to keep moving forward with this. because People just have this way of looking, I think, at a cartoon. Mm. And thinking that that's it, and set in stone. Like, and, and I'm like, and they're like, okay, well, that's what it's going to be. Don't change it. There was nothing wrong with it. I'm, but I'm sorry. Are you kidding me? Mm. We, are you kidding right, me? Right, right. You know, we have to look forward. We have to realize that you know this is this. These are these are wonderful fairy tales that have life lessons. And 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 I kept reminding myself that in this too, like these lessons that are in this. There's so many lessons. I think the reason why is culture, the next generation and the next generation, we get new stories, of course. And mm-hmm. grateful for that, but we always get these classics, and they're reinvented, and they're retold, and they're brought to life again. But I just think if people thought differently, like if you are thinking about the story that is being told, and mm. and just letting anybody tell the story, like can you please look past race? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. it seems so simple, but so many people can't figure that mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. It's about telling a story. That's what entertainment is. Let people and let all people tell a story. Right. 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 And and come together and yeah. tell the story. Because I'm sure a lot of the the critics and feedback about this was like, um, why is it not an all white production of Cinderella? Right, and it's like I love that it was such a diverse mix. And 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 picture someone like Brandy, mm-hmm. young singer, going through hearing these things, what she had to have been thinking, and taking her confidence right. and putting it into the role. Also, I noticed, and I'm going to say this is probably a mix of the screenwriter as well as her. And the character, this character was putting her front foot forward at times. There were moments where she would talk back to the stepmother. Mm -hmm. There were moments when she, you know, so many times you think of Cinderella and it's like, oh, 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 thank you. (laughs) Oh, and this was like, no, I can, I, I can be a strong person. I can find it in myself, as Whitney Houston's character says. There's music. I love that lyric. There is music in you. That's how the show ends, with her singing that song. There is music in you. There is strength in you. You were there the whole time. You needed to find it in yourself. Mm-hmm. And I just helped you. And and what does, you know, now we can actually talk a little bit about the actual piece of mm-hmm. Cinderella. Mm-hmm. It's like, who does the fairy godmother represent? Is it the voice within? 
I think it's is the, voice the fairy of the godmother a real person, yeah, or is yeah. it a little bit like, oh, you're dreaming, and they're there to kind of help you and guide you and let you be that and let that be the voice mm. for you. And I think that this film does a really great job at that, you know. And also, there is also a, a, a big discussion on love, yeah. marriage, and how those two are together and not. Because the older generation is saying, well, you got to get married. You got to get married to the prince and mm-hmm. to her. You, who's going to... Oh, the stepmother. My daughters have to get married. We have to yeah. get married. But it's like, okay, great. But they wanted to find love in their own way, not force. So it, it, it's, it's definitely... Which is like a little bit of the whole Bridgerton story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, similar. Yeah. You know, Yeah. it was all about them having to get married Mm. and then oh no we actually love each other Mm -hmm. so that it it, it's really nice to watch that and they're trying to change the narrative that has always been you just need to marry someone and you need to be royal and whoever marries you is going to be part of the royalty and instead this was about love Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so and 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 I think what's also amazing is so many people love this story enough to 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 make their own version of it. So you have Roger Hammerstein who took and I love I, you know we talk about I I am a golden age musical theater person. I love Roger Hammerstein music. A lot of times in their shows, I always find this like one or two songs that are like okay, this mm-hmm. is a filler song. With this, I find every song. Oh, I remember that song. Yeah, <laughs> like why would a fellow want a girl like her? We we're always oh my god, that's a funny song. That's a great yeah. bit number for those two. You know, it's a great right, number. and it's probably their most catchy show. Y- y- yeah, the songs you remember, um, and that's why I was like, oh, finally we're going to be bringing this to Broadway. When I saw it, call it the Rogers and Hammerstein Bop Show. The Bop Show <laughs> because it gets stuck in your head. Yeah, I'm going to probably be singing for the rest of yeah, the night, yeah, like yeah, ten yeah. minutes ago. Right, or yeah, my little corner, and, impossible. You know, impossible. You know that, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's and impossible. I love when I love when they go back and forth. Yeah. Impossible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Impossible. Nice. <laughs> and, and don't don't listen to my singing. <laughs> <laughs> Another but, interesting thing with this is um, the crossover of pop and theater. Yes. Now on Broadway, we see so many times a pop star will make an appearance mm-hmm. in a Broadway show for eight weeks or twelve weeks or whatever, and then leave, or maybe they'll do, and it's a big deal. And Brandy does that actually. Yeah, yeah. A lot. She goes into Chicago mm-hmm, a lot. Mm-hmm. But then you see like. With this, this was a big crossover piece. You're taking Whitney Houston and Brandy, and you're putting alongside Bernadette Peters and Jason Alexander, these people who have done so much musical theater. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, let's see magic happen. And it does, and it worked. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that was really nice. And then I, I wanted to ask you another question. As you're seeing TV, see, right now in quarantine times, theater is pretty quiet. And some movies are going, but remember, some movies are halted because they want to wait for these movies. But everything's TV now. It's come down to streaming and it's come down to TV. So does this, and my question for you is, does this set the stage for more TV like this, meaning more TV musicals? Not talking okay. about Golden Age, big but in, in, new movie, movie musicals, or Broadway musicals. I'm talking about But in what TV. way? Like made for TV? Any, anything. Like this. Take an old show and redo it. Or create a new show because we were seeing the lives, right? Remember, we were seeing NBC Live. We were seeing Fox. Oh, yes, we were, we were seeing, seeing some of those. <laughs> and I know they stopped. And now, you know, for a few years that we haven't seen. I mean, anything I guess new. what's hard is like anytime there's a pause in the theater piece, I feel like. Um, how do you word that? It, it just it stops. Mm-hmm. You know, like. We know where the commercial cuts were yeah, in this yeah, film. Mm-hmm. So 
to me, it completely takes you out of the piece. Yeah, intermissions happen in live theater. That's great. But like for commercials, eh, mm-hmm. you know, and I, it just kind of slows down the process. I think in terms of like made for streaming, I can see that definitely happening, happening a lot more. And especially with the success of the prom. Yes. Um, yes. And we'll see what happens with Tick, Tick, Boom. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I definitely think we're going to see more theater pieces coming. It, TV reaches the masses very quickly. Mm-hmm. When a movie comes out to movie theater, it's not instantly on streaming. So you have to go buy a ticket most of the time. Right. We'll see what the I mean, you'll still have your big blockbusters. We're still going to have In the Heights. Yeah. We're still going to have West Side Story right. remake. Right. But I think there are going to be some things that they're probably going to be like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, does it need to be a big major blockbuster on... And we have to remember also, Disney had, um, did their own version of Annie. Yeah. And they did their own version of The Music Man, Matthew Broderick and Christian Chenoweth. And sometimes and they, as a kid, you know, like, so, for me, I was like, oh, I thought that was the only Annie that existed. Right. Meanwhile, there was the 80s And I film. thought this yes. was the only Cinderella right. that existed. Right, right, right. So, so. it's very interesting. And and I'm, I'm curious to see where musicals in the TV space go. And and will we see more of these small movements that are like, you know, and when I say small movement, I mean like people talking on social media about, hey, bring this. Maybe they're going to, hey, what about that? Bring that. And who owns the rights to it? And let's get that on streaming. And, and let's talk about it because we're all home now. And I hope people are listening to this and enjoying talking about this. This yeah. is I, I, in all my research I was doing about this. I couldn't believe there was just, this was so groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. This was a really big deal for TV. It was a really big deal for the industry. It, like I said, it, it went immediately to VHS. Everybody got a copy. It was flying off the shelves. These people loved doing it. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. And it was f- probably fun for them to work on something like that. Right. You know, so really, really impressive. Uh, and like I said, I would love to know what Leslie Ann Warren and Julie Andrews even think of it. There are people who did this on TV years prior. Yeah. And what their their versions, what they think of it. And we also kind of want to know what what was the hook for this film when you saw it, you mm. know, um, we're speaking to you. Yes. The, 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 listeners, the listeners, the listeners. So, you know, like I said earlier, you know, ho- hopefully you guys will all get a chance to see this. Um, it's on Disney plus. If you have that, um, you can and I'm sure most of you have seen this already. Yeah. I'm sure. Like we wanted to talk about it because we're like, you know what? It's back in mainstream right now. It was, they're talking about it in the view and good morning America and all these, everyone's talking about it this week and we're leading into the weekend of it being released. That's cool. Cause I, I actually can't even wait to see what my nieces and nephews think of seeing this and like, what's their response, you know, just that music and the love for it. It's like, and and I will say something. If this was made for a third time for TV, like let's keep reminding ourselves, there was a for TV nineteen fifty seven, for TV nineteen sixty five, for TV nineteen ninety seven. What's stopping someone from getting these rights and making a for TV one now with better? I don't even know if it needs. I, but maybe it's probably going to be a. If it's going to get done again, they're going to do a full out Rodgers and Hammerstein in the movie theater. Probably with big production, big value production, and huge budget. grand orchestras yes. playing. I think it will be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be another made for TV. It might not, but what else will be made for TV? We'll see because it was a thing. And also now, like I said, TV is very popular right now. Everyone's watching things on all these streaming platforms. And but made for streaming, I think we have to get yeah. What's move made into for the TV? made for streaming right. versus move made for TV? Because when you think made for TV. You think like lifetime movies. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sometimes, right. Right. And what is that? But for example, when we talked a few podcasts ago about Jingle Jangle, 
a movie musical that yes. was went right to Netflix. And do we say made for TV? Well, it was made for that streaming platform that reached many audiences very quickly. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm trying to say is look how many people will either see this again or see it for the first time like right now and tomorrow and mm-hmm. the next day. I- instantly, not wait, I got to go find a VCR and I got to go find my VHS yeah. tape. Or wait, did this ever go to D- DVD? Maybe, let me see if I can find it. No, now it's, there it is, 24-7 if you have the streaming service. And, and it will be playing in your homes your children will be it's playing it's a beautiful there were times when i was just smiling i'm like oh (laughs) i miss seeing large production numbers on stage and the dancing and the comedy and i love i love it all and the dancing was beautiful beautiful Uh, rob marshall choreographed this um we know he's done many many things in the film space and 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 elsewhere so beautiful beautiful stuff um and Oh. oh, they're fairy godmother. <laughs> there we go. Well, this was fun. This is nice talking about this. It's nice to kind of uh, relive these childhood it's fun to moments. go back a little yeah. throwback. Yeah. So we uh, we hope you all enjoyed listening today. Thank you for listening. And we hope you continue to listen to more of our podcast episodes in the future. Please make sure you follow Two Worlds Entertainment on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. <laughs> and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube YouTube channel as well for the latest on our podcast and other awesome content that we're putting out there. Until next time, I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. Saying ta-ta for now. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.